today is uh, our summer kickoff, and we are going to celebrate those who are moving up. I uh, want to start with, where's Doc Deb? Doc Deb, you in the house? There she is. All right. Naomi, do you have the microphone? Who has the microphone? Naomi has the microphone. Oh, you put it back up. So Doc Deb uh, is going to share about a couple of our preschoolers moving up to kindergarten. They're too shy to come today. They're over there. Riley isn't here today, but Nathaniel is over in Little Lamb's Tinker Tots. And they are both graduating up to the next level. They've been a joy. Riley, with his energy and his passion, he will now climb to newer heights. He's always wanted to climb, so now he will be legally able to once he graduates. And um, Nathaniel, with his thoughtful kindness, um, he's always considered of his younger sister, the other children, and his creativity with his artwork. I'll miss both of them greatly. They're both going to receive a, um, a little devotional that they can um, work through with their parents. And I'm always excited to see how these young men grow up, or these little boys grow up to be young men in this church, and how we all just hold them in our arms and show them God's love so that they can go out and be one of God's servants. So um, keep them in your prayers as they grow up. All right. Then uh, Brian Kaplan is going to come up. There he is. Brian Kaplan is uh, the director of children's ministry here. All right, Zoya, come on up. And Christian, where is Christian? All right, there's Christian. Okay, come on up. <clears throat> All right, well, I look forward to having Nathaniel and Riley um, in God's Makers, but these guys are moving up. And I want to speak first to Christian here. Um, Christian um, is actually, I don't know Christian as well, because he chooses to stay in the service and listen to Matt, which is not such a bad thing, you know, I get a lot out of that. Um, but you probably have seen Christian up here um, on the keyboard. He's not afraid to join the worship team. And I've, I've watched these guys work in the morning and they're, they're not an easy group to work with. So good for you, way to go. Um, but I actually had an informant give me some information on you because I wanted to get really the, the deep down, the, the real Christian here. And he is, um, according to his mom, he is um, someone who looks after kids that are picked on at school, which I think is just a great attribute. Um, that's just awesome. Um, not only that, but he's, he's really athletic. And I heard you won, won the NorCal in your lacrosse. Is that right? Awesome. Wow. So he's a great athlete, handles the ball well. Um, and uh, what else? He, um, I... Let's see, I want to talk. Oh, I just, so I just look forward to seeing you grow in God and, and all the things that he has in store for you. And I'm just excited for um, handing you off to the middle school. So good job. Thank you. And I have something for you. <clears throat> this is for you. There you go. Thank you. Um, Zoya. Last week was her last day in God, what we call God's Makers, my first through fifth grade. And she goes, this is my last day. And I didn't know, it's like, were you sad or you're making me sad? Because it's like, I'm losing you. And Zoya, what can I say about Zoya? She, um, oh, she exhibits so many great qualities. 
Um, she, um, I've only been the children's director for about eight months now, but she has shown me so much. I mean, look at this contagious smile she has, for one. When she walks in, she wears that great smile. And then, so she gets, I won't say dragged in, but she gets pulled in here earlier than most kids because she comes with the mom and dad, or comes with dad sometimes. And you know what the first word out of her mouth is? Besides that great smile. She says, how can I help? And those words right there, how can I help, is, are a lot, that's saying a lot. When you come to an adult and say, how can I help? Because I can always use help getting set up. So thank you so much for that. And not only did she help me in Sunday school, but she also helped me at her school. Because I used to do this program I do at their school, this after school program. But she was a volunteer there as well. And so I was so appreciative of how she would work with kids and just have great patience for them too. And I actually have some more work for you, so I'll talk to you about that later. Um, <laughs> Not child labor lot, don't worry about that. Um, anyway, um, so I am just, um, I just amazed by her poise and her confidence, and I just see a great future for Zoya, and I'm just looking forward to what God's gonna do in your life. So thank you, Zoya, for all your dedication. And I have something for you. There you go, all right, give him one more hand. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. And now another Brian, Brian Tabor. is going to come up. Here he comes. Uh-oh. He's got a backpack. Uh, Brian Tabor's got a Johnny Cash thing going on this morning. I, uh, I, he said he'd sing me a song. I said, do you take requests? Because my favorite Johnny Cash song is actually a cover yeah. called Hurt. And we had, we had a moment over Hurt this morning. <laughs> but anyhow, Brian Tabor. Uh, so I get the privilege of being the, the youth pastor here, and so, um, yeah, thanks, Max. Um, so I've been here for a while, and uh, this is kind of like the end of a chapter, I think, for uh, kind of where we are. Like, I've been here uh, for about seven years, and so this group of students going in from eighth grade into high school, uh, I've been with them for a long time and seen them kind of walk through uh, a lot of different things. So I'm going to call Maddie and Colby up here first, uh, and they are our eighth graders. Look at this guy, he's got a nice blue tie. <laughs> I feel like I missed a blue memo. <laughs> we didn't plan that at all. Um, so yeah, so these are eighth graders and uh, something that we try to do is as, as we journey with them through life, that we try to choose uh, one word that we believe encapsulates these students, things that they live into, things that they embody. Uh, and maybe they don't know this about themselves, uh, maybe they do, um, but that's what we try to do. Uh, and so for Maddie, uh, I met her uh, and her two older sisters uh, right over there maybe three years ago, somewhere around there. Um, and one of the first things they did was I kind of have a little bit of a dry and sarcastic humor. And uh, she fired like right back. I said, all right, let's go, girl. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, but the, the word that we've selected for Maddie is genuine. Uh, Maddie is, is genuine and, and loyal to her core. Uh, and uh, no matter uh, if you're a friend or somebody new, like she's going to make you feel welcome. She's going to make you feel uh, like safe and secure in where you are. Uh, and one of the things that uh, I love is if you're one of her friends and you're in her circle, whether you're at your highs or your lows, she will dance and sing with you at your highs and she will sit with you uh, during your lows. And I think that's an amazing trait and something I think will carry her as she goes into high school. And so, and here, I've got something for you. There you go. 
Yeah, give her a hand. And then for Colby, uh, the word that we've chosen for Colby is aspiring. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Colby uh, play basketball, but he's got handles like Curry, uh, which is pretty dope. He can put anybody in this room to shame, I'm sure. Uh, although we may have gone 101, and I might have won, but we'll give it a couple of years, and he'll beat me for sure. Uh, but Colby sets, sets goals for himself. And he says, like, I want to get to this point. I want to, and he drives and he pushes himself to get there. Uh, and I think that's great, especially as you're going to high school and you're becoming, you're the big fish in the pond and now you're the little fish in the pond. Uh, but he's going to head full force into school with that. Uh, and also on the other side of aspiring, uh, he's the kind of guy, as, as he carries himself, uh, that younger kids and even older kids can look up to and say, like, I want to be uh, like Colby, not just because of his basketball skills, but uh, his poise, his presence, uh, his, his integrity, the way he carries himself. And I think that's an amazing trait. So I've got a little something for him, too. There you go. Yeah, give it up. <clears throat> Uh, would y'all join me in pr as we pray uh, for these eighth graders as they go into high school? I feel like, God, uh, we thank you for these students, God, and their, their heart uh, to serve you and to love others. Uh, Lord, we pray that as they enter into high school, that you would give them uh, the confidence that they need to, to succeed, Father, that we would give them the drive. We pray that you would have the people around them uh, in community to support them as they go through transitions and to deal with the struggles uh, that being a teenager in high school has. Um, Lord, we pray that you bless them and you'd keep them. We pray this in your name. Amen. So next up is we're going to call the high schoolers up here, our seniors. So Ale, Max, and Joy, would y'all come on up? This is a good looking group, right? <laughs> so I've asked them uh, to each share a little bit, and they're, I think they're kind of they're figuring out who's going to go first, who's going to go last. Uh, so I've asked them uh, a few questions. Uh, and so the first one is, uh, what is uh, what are you going to do next? So they're graduating. What's next? Whether that's college, that's gap year, that's something else. So each one of them can share. All right, so um, what I'm doing next is I graduate on Friday. Um, and then, yeah, woo. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so four days after that, I leave to Europe uh, with one of my best friends. Um, and we're going to travel all throughout Europe. And then I come back for like four days while they're in Mexico, so I won't see this guy all summer. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, so then I come back for five days and I leave again to the BVI, uh, and I'm going to be coming back late August. And then um, if all my plans go correctly, uh, I'm going to be going down to Florida. I'm going to be working down there at this place called Sea Base, where I'll be uh, assisting on dives and helping them sail boats while I'm getting my master's diving certification, so I can teach others how to dive. Um, and then I'll be coming back, and then I'll be going on the Be to Live Phil's uh, gap year thing with this guy. So four four months with him. Oh, uh, <laughs> in a foreign country, that's gonna be tough. It's it's about testing your limits. Um, 
And then after that, I'm gonna be traveling throughout uh, South Asia. Um, yeah, I don't really know like where. I'm just gonna be backpacking through there, just seeing where I go. So. Did you want to say something else? No. All right. Hello. Uh, my name is Max. I'm a senior. Uh, so after, thank you. <laughs> after high school, well, I graduated a little bit a while ago, but I've just been working for now. Uh, I work at Salt Food. Who knows that place, right? That's what I thought, yeah. Uh, so I work there, and <laughs> oh, this, this summer, uh, I'm just going to go down for a week with Phil and Mindy. And, uh, and no, I'm not going with you. Uh, so I'm just going down for a week with the whole the whole high school trip. That's my last uh, trip down to Mexico as just a high schooler. Other uh, than later, I'm just going to be working, saving up some money so that I can go on the gap year with this guy. You know, just like he said. Uh, then I'm just going to keep on working. But I'm really excited for that gap year. Woo. <laughs> Um, I'm Joy. Yeah, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, I graduate on Friday as well, and in the summer, I'm going to be going to Switzerland, France, and Austria, and I'm really excited for that. And then when I come back, I'm going to spend my last month just kind of preparing for college because I'm going to be going to Whitworth University in Washington. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Max. Uh, the next thing I was asked them that they could share was what has been your, your favorite memory at Bay Miranda as they've uh, walked through middle school and high school? Wow, okay. There's so many. Um, I would have to say, well, my, I would say it was about, ooh, it was two years ago. Um, I was a sophomore and my sister right over there was a freshman and uh, we were playing um, dodgeball up at the, uh, <laughs> up at the, at the um, blacktop basketball court, whatever. Um, so we're playing basketball, or we're playing uh, dodgeball up there, and um, you know, everyone's going off. Brian's taking off his kid gloves. He's just throwing as hard as he can at us. You know, Max is looking like a squirrel, just getting all the balls and just <laughs> hiding them in the corner on his side. And, um, and just like eventually, it just ended up like it was tied, there was only one person left on each team, and that was me on one team and my sister on the other team. And so once my sister realizes this, she runs up into the like into the little hill over there and is like, no, he's gonna hit me in the head. I'm gonna hide up here. And then everyone's like, no, Kate, calm down, don't worry. I'm like, Kate, I won't hit you in the head. And so she comes running down, just screaming. She's run down. Ah! And I just, I, I just time it. I'm just like, okay, you know, three steps. I just throw it as hard as I can. I'm like aiming for like her stomach part. But what I don't put into account is when you throw those like balls really hard, they tend to curve up. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's running down and just perfectly right on the side of the face, just bah. Like, I was like, I, I stood there looking at her. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. 
I'm like, okay, well, so it was silent for like three seconds, but you know, in my mind, everything works really fast. So I'm like, okay, let's break this down. What's gonna happen? So first, Brian's gonna beat me up, right? And then Katya's gonna tell her parents, and then they're gonna beat me up, and then they're gonna ground me. So my social life's over, basically, right? That's, that's what's going on. Um, but what ended up happening was just, it was silent, and then Brian started laughing, and then everyone started laughing, and then Katja's like, just joking, she's like, wow, Ali had to do that, bah, bah, you know? And I'm like, it, like I was like, oh yeah, so funny, sorry Katja. On the inside, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I, <laughs> so that was, I gotta admit, that's, that's probably something that really captures the youth group really well, because like, even though like, People get hurt all the time. Like we always just tend to shake it off and just, <laughs> just you know, we're all fine. <laughs> There's so many. Oh my god. Uh, I think so. One of my. I think I pressed the button. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite memories, I would say, it was just me, or Ale, uh, Seth Watson, you guys know him, <laughs> and I. We were just all, we were on this uh, like SF uh, mission trip, so we were just in the student center, and we were just all hanging out, uh, acting, you know, all stupid and such, doing silly things. And then uh, we decided to like throw around this big inflatable ball over this piece of furniture. And also there was soda there, so we were all drinking soda. And then Seth, uh, he kicks the ball. Ale, he kick, Seth kicks the ball at Ale. Ale moves out of the way, and it hits the Coca-Cola right out of my hand, and spills all over this nice green plushy thing. And as soon as I see this, I like I rip off my shirt. And I'm like, oh no, Coca-Cola! So then I take off my shirt and I start scrubbing the the plushy thing really hard. And we use a bunch of like Febreze to try to make it like all nice and right. Somehow that works. And then. It was it was like a big secret until like like a couple months ago, and we finally told them. <laughs> that happens a lot. Uh, that's my favorite memory. Uh, my favorite moment isn't necessarily a story. It's just kind of a day. Um, last year, I went river rafting for the very first time, and I did it with this church, and it was really really fun. I didn't expect it to be because. It was kind of an off day for me, but like it was so much fun and just everyone kind of like had to work together and they did come together and I don't know, it was a really great time. Uh, so one last question I had for them is, what's one thing that you have learned as you've journeyed through uh, your years at high school? Like school-wise? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I don't really. All right, I thought you meant school-wise, so I was like, oh, God, what have I learned? Four years, eight hours every day. I learned how to talk myself out of almost anything, so I guess that's good. Also, how to procrastinate. That's not going to be helpful. Um, so something I've learned throughout school, I guess like just the four years is I've gotten really close with these guys and I guess just like one thing is just like, I don't know, just surround yourself by people that love you and care about you. Um, 
and that hopefully loved me back. Actually, no, don't answer that. Um, uh, just people that you enjoy like hanging out with and like that just like love you back and they'll always be there for you at your highs and lows. Are you talking about me? Not necessarily. All right, good. Uh, let's see, one thing that I've learned, uh, I would say like sometimes you're trying to make like new friends and maybe they don't like, like you as much or like they're not really truly friends. It's just it's kind of the same thing as he said, but like surround, like spend time with the people that are gonna be there for you. And don't try and like, like make some different friends and have a less good time like with your like night. Just have, just be with the friends that you know are your friends and that you love them and you know how you have a good time with them and just spend it, spend time with them instead of trying to like go and show somebody like you're something else. Mine's also kind of in that direction. Um, I was thinking. <laughs> um, something I learned is that it's a lot more important to surround yourself with very, like even if it's very few, but at least one or two people that will really be there for you because in the end the numbers don't count. Because if you surround yourself with like 20 friends that are just kind of there, it's not gonna help you. Um, but if you have like one or two people that will really care about you, that's going to make all the difference. Uh, so just like with the eighth graders, um, we have selected just uh, one word that we believe encapsulates uh, who these uh, students are. Uh, and so for Ale, the word that we've picked is uh, charismatic. Uh, I don't know if you have seen that. Uh, but Ale, <laughs> look at this guy. Uh, Ale is, he's kind of somebody that brings people together. Um, people enjoy being around him. He's a huge personality. He's just a lot of fun uh, to hang around with. I, I think over the years, I think Ale has brought more people to church than anybody else. Uh, he just, he always has friends around him, friends with him. Uh, and he helps to push them uh, forward too, whether it's uh, dragging them up here and helping them tell a story or say, hey, let's all go do a Tough Mudder together. Uh, and running through that. So the word that we have for Ale is charismatic. Uh, the word that we have, uh, we've selected for Max is authentic. Uh, Max, uh, he has always been himself. The first day I met him, I think sixth or seventh grade, he walked up to me and like rubbed my beard. And I was like, oh, this guy's close. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Max doesn't need to pretend to be something he's not. He doesn't have to wear a, a mask to, if he's with this group of friends or this group of friends or this group of friends. Uh, he's always just unapologetically himself, uh, no matter what situation he's in. Yeah, yeah. And that's huge. Uh, and so for Max, uh, we selected authentic. Uh, and for joy, uh, the word that we've chosen for joy is strong. Uh, Joy, uh, just like her sister, the first day I met her, she fired like right back at me. And I was like, all right, cool. And uh, Joy, uh, no matter what's come her way and what's coming forward, whatever, what obstacle might be in her path, uh, she can push towards it. Because uh, she's always got those one or two friends, uh, that support system behind her. Uh, and she just has that inner strength. And so I'm confident as she goes into college and wherever she goes, uh, no matter what comes in front of her, no matter what comes in her way, she's going to have that strength uh, to overcome it. And I think that's a great quality to have. And so strong.
So would you all join me as we pray for our high schoolers? Uh, Lord, I thank you for the privilege uh, that you've given me just to spend time with these students, uh, to share in their joys, to, sh to share in their struggles. Um, Lord, I pray that as they leave high school and graduate and go on to each of their own, their own ways, Lord, I pray that you would walk with them, um, God, that you'd carry them, um, that you would uh, be with them through the highs and lows, uh, that you would draw them near to yourself, uh, and that you'd give them the, the tools and the resources, uh, the things that they need uh, to move forward into this world of adulthood. Uh, Lord, we pray that you'd be with them, and that you'd bless them, and that you'd keep them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And it's worth noting, uh, Seth Watson is also graduating this year. Uh, yeah. So, a um, couple other uh, move-ups, graduations to announce. Uh, I don't know if this is graduation, but it's Elsie's birthday. <laughs> and uh, I don't think the Mace family is here. Actually, um, Sage and Karen are in Puerto Rico during, doing hurricane relief, uh, but uh, Bruce and Karen's other daughter, Julia, is in Santa Barbara, and she is graduating in two weeks. She finished her classes in March, but she's graduating in two weeks from UC Santa Barbara. And how about this for a mouthful of a major? Cal Poly. Cal Poly, sorry. Cal Poly, I knew that. Uh, do you know her major? used to be forestry. She changed it. It's a major in Recreation, Parks, and Tourism Administration with a minor in Sports Management. And then, uh, is Dion here this morning? Dion Esther? No? Okay, Dion's son, Cody, graduated from San Francisco State with a double major, Computer Engineering and Electrical Engineering. So, yeah. Um, we got one more graduation, and uh, this one is really meaningful to me personally, and I, I think our church as a whole, because this person is graduating from being the board chair at Baymarin. Uh, he, he has served faithfully on our board for six years, uh, five of which as our board chair. He has been a friend, a confidant, a leader. Uh, he is a man of purpose, a man of integrity, a man who uh, likes to get down to the depth of things. Uh, he doesn't like to mess around, he, uh, unless it's being a DJ. He likes to mess around as a DJ. Um, I, I remember when we first uh, came to this church, not long after we were having dinner with some folks, and I was telling someone who uh, Doug was, and uh, I was trying to describe him, and she goes, oh, is he the DJ? She didn't even realize that his day job was a lawyer. She just thought he was a DJ. Uh, and so he loves to have fun, but he, he loves uh, to see people living the way of Jesus, and he has a heart for this church, uh, and he has given himself to this church. He has given himself to all of you in significant ways whether you know it or not. And uh, he is officially now no longer our board chair. He's gonna serve as our treasurer for a while, uh, but he has graduated from board chair. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sands.
Did you want to give a speech or are you good? You're good. Okay. <laughs> Doug Sands out. All right. Uh, and some other really exciting uh, graduation, whatever you want to call it, a, a significant moment for some folks in our community will happen later this afternoon at the Kaplan's house uh, with baptisms. And so I want to talk uh, in few moments that we have left here, I want to talk a little bit about baptism, uh, why we see it as important, and, and use a text from the Apostle Paul to talk about that briefly, and it's in Romans chapter 6, if you want to follow along. Paul, one of the first Christians, is writing this letter to uh, a whole group of early Christians in the city of Rome, and he's writing to them, and uh, just sharing his heart with them about a number of things, but one of the biggest things Paul is talking about is grace, because Paul is a pre preacher of grace, and he recognizes that everything is grace. The, bre the breath we breathe, the very life we have, everything is a gift from God. It is grace, and salvation is a gift of grace. And in Romans chapter 6, he says this, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase. See, here, here's the thing. Paul was such a preacher of grace. He was always talking about grace. And he was saying, there's nothing you can't do that grace doesn't cover. He had just said in uh, chapter 5, verse 20, where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So Paul is saying, there's nothing you can do that grace can't cover. Grace wins. Grace always wins. So no matter what you do, no matter how messed up your life is, grace wins. Grace is always bigger. Grace is always better. Grace is who God is and who Jesus is. Uh, God is a God of grace and of love. And so the danger then is that people could say, well, Paul just keeps saying it's grace, it's grace, it's grace, it's all grace, so why don't I just do whatever I want to, uh, whatever broken, messed up thing I want to, because grace will cover it. It's all good. It's, it's all grace. And so Paul says, well, should you just keep on sinning? And, and, and sinning uh, is just, for us, our understanding of sin, you know, we don't, in our culture, we don't like the language of sin a whole lot, I think. Uh, and maybe it has to do with if you grew up in a religious background where there was just this preaching about sin and, and stop sinning and, uh, you know, a fear-driven gospel is what I call it. Uh, and the gospel Paul is preaching is not fear-driven, it's love-driven, it's grace-driven. And, and, and sin is just our modern understanding of brokenness, unhealthy choices, uh, addiction, these things that, these patterns of living that we live into that aren't what God desires for us, aren't God's best for us, aren't who God created us to be. And so Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning? Shall we go on living unhealthy? Lifestyle? Should we go on making unhealthy choices of brokenness? And he says, by no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And so the, Paul's talking about this amazing mystery of being united with Christ and that 
that uh, a beautiful, powerful symbol and picture of that is when we enter the waters of baptism and we are united with Christ in his death. When we put someone under the water, it's a picture of being united with Jesus in his death. And when we bring them back up, because we will bring them back up, uh, it, it is a beautiful picture of being united with Christ in his resurrection. That, that when we choose to be baptized, when we choose to follow Jesus, and when we choose to publicly show that through baptism, it is saying, uh, I have died and Christ now lives in me. Uh, I belong to Jesus and I am united with Jesus. Paul goes on to say, for if we have been united with him, in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. And so Paul is talking about this beautiful union that we were created for with God in Christ. Notice how many times uh, he uses this kind of language, baptized into Christ, baptized into his death, buried with him, united with him in a death like his, united with him in a resurrection like his, crucified with him, died with him, lived with him, alive to God in Christ Jesus. The beauty of the Christian life and the picture of baptism is this mysterious union with Jesus, that we are in God and God is in us. It is sheer gift and it is grace. It is grace. It is grace. And Paul says the, the old self is gone. If you, if you want to live in grace, live into the person God created you to be because the old self, the false self, that which is not who God created you to be will only lead places that end up in sadness, end up in complete brokenness, end up in ways that God never intended for us. And we are invited into a whole different way of being human, a whole different way of being in the world, living in beautiful union with Christ and with the community of the redeemed, all who recognize their union with Christ, and that we want to make the world a better place. We want to share this message of love and grace. We want to live this message of love and grace with everyone we encounter. And so, Paul says elsewhere in 2 Corinthians 5, he says, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So Paul is always reminding us of this new life, this new opportunity, this new identity we have, and a new way of living because we are united with Christ. So a couple of thoughts to close here. What does it mean that we choose for God and against sin when we get home after a long day? What does it mean that we choose God against sin when we are alone and no one is watching? 
What does it mean that we choose God when we are at school, at work, at home, on the sports field, as well as when we are at a church service? Next slide. It means we choose our true identity over and against a false one. That, that our true identity is our union with Christ in his death and his resurrection. It, it means that we get to live this life that is both the path of the cross, giving ourselves away for the sake of the world, self-sacrifice, love, and the way of resurrection, this new life in Christ, this abundant life that God created us for in Christ. So this morning, as we come and we partake of the bread and the cup, as we take a piece of bread and dip it in the cup, we recognize this union we have with Christ and the communion we have together in Christ as we partake. We, we remember that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Take it and eat it in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Take it and drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray. God, we thank you for all these students that we had the opportunity to honor this morning. God, we pray for each of them that they would long each day to live into the people you created them to be, that they would recognize each day your presence in their lives, your love in their lives. And I pray the same for all of us here, God, that we would be a people who truly die to self, die to the old self, and live fully alive in you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.